Hi everyone, I'm Taylor Pangman and welcome to episode 13 of the Motherhood Project. It's been a while since I've checked in and did a more personal episode with you. I think I've had some some really incredible guests on so far, if I do say so myself. And I'm curious, what do you think? Have these episodes been helpful for you? And also, what's missing? So far, I've done a lot of episodes that have been focused on healing and supporting. And I want to continue to offer episodes like that as they come up naturally. But moving forward, I'm hoping to spend more time uplifting and celebrating the mamas in our community. Personally, I've struggled so much as a new mom with my identity and with holding onto the pieces that feel uniquely me, and I know I'm not the only one. So I want to start using this podcast as a way to shine a spotlight on the amazing women out there doing incredible things that are uniquely theirs, highlighting their passions, and just happen to also be mamas, focusing on the woman first and mother second. So that's where you come in. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Or maybe you have a mama friend in your life you'd like to nominate? Send me a DM on Instagram at Taylor Pangman. I'd love to connect. Also, I just recently created an Instagram page for our podcast, so you can see a little bit more behind the scenes action of the podcast. And that way I can connect with you more easily too. Search at the Motherhood Project Podcast and you can DM me there with any feedback. I'd love to hear from you. All right, let's get into this week's episode. Hello. Happy Friday. How are you doing, my friend? This week I am recording in Wisconsin. That's where my family lives. And after four months of quarantine by ourselves in San Francisco, we were desperate for some extra support and extra space. We were only planning on being here for a week, but I have to admit it's been um, really nice not having to worry about every meal, every bath time, every nap, every bottle, every diaper change. So we're going to be staying here for the rest of the month and soaking up the nice, warm Wisconsin summer. And I'm curious if anyone else has been caving under the quarantine pressure and want to stay with family for a bit, especially those listening in who live in the city. I have to admit, I was extremely anxious about flying during this time, and I know it's not the best thing to be doing right now, but at some point we had to ask ourselves, if this is the foreseeable future, which it looks like it is, how are we going to live? And not seeing our families for a year just wasn't going to work for us. Plus, we flew Southwest, we love Southwest, and right now they're only filling their planes two-thirds of the way, and everyone has to wear masks, and especially coming from San Francisco, we found that as soon as we got on the plane, like us, everyone had brought their own Clorox wipes, and they were wiping down the the chairs, the windows, the overhead fans, so everything felt extremely sterile. <laughs> And I feel like I should also clarify right now that I'm definitely not trying to encourage more travel at the moment. I'm just trying to share what it was like for us if anyone's been um, thinking about doing something similar and wondering what it was like to fly right now, especially with a baby who likes to crawl on everything. So for this week's episode, I'm getting a little personal 
It's a topic that I've been wanting to talk about and share about for a while. This week, I'm sharing my experience of being laid off from my job when I was 19 weeks pregnant. And like most people, when they lose their job, I experienced a wide range of emotions. (laughs) You know, I always pictured myself being a working mom. I had nannied enough to know that I didn't want to be home all the time with my future kids. And long story short, before I got pregnant with my daughter, Blue, I had worked my way into a position that I had always strived for. I was the marketing director at a company and in a specific industry that wasn't exactly my dream, but it paid really well, it allowed me to work anywhere, and it felt like it could open a few doors for me down the road. We'd been living in San Francisco for a few years, which was also a dream, and had a really great, still have, a really great and growing group of friends there. So I guess you could say we had started you know, putting down roots in the city. Also, Stephen and I had just gotten back from a trip to India that we had talked about and planned from our first date, our first time ever meeting each other. So I was in a place in my life where I felt like I had crossed off a lot of checkboxes of things that I wanted to achieve and things I wanted to do. So I was like, yes, <laughs> I've finally crafted my life in a way to support our dreams. Like, let's do this. Let's start our family. And around 14 weeks is when I let my boss know I was pregnant. I remember being so uncomfortable telling him I was so nervous and I had a mustache of sweat on my upper lip the whole time. And I'm pretty sure I was like pacing in the same two foot, you know, path over and over again as I'm speaking to him. And he's a really sweet man. You know, he congratulated me, but I hated how exposed it made me feel. And I immediately worried if I would be treated differently because of it. Because I was working remotely, I had all my meetings on the phone. So there was a part of me that wondered for a while after how long I could have gone without telling anyone and if that would have changed the outcome. But I was new to this. I had never told a boss I was pregnant before, so I wanted to be honest and upfront. I wanted to respect him, the company, and my other coworkers who would need to pick up the work when I was on maternity leave for a bit. And up to this point, there had been no negative feedback on my performance. So you can imagine how surprised I was when I got on the phone for our typical Wednesday check-in call to find out I was being laid off. Effective immediately. And I was 19 weeks pregnant, and I remember thinking, can they do that? (laughs) Like, can they fire a pregnant person? Is that legal? And I'll never know if being pregnant was actually the reason for being laid off. You know, I asked them point blank and was told I wasn't, of course, but it's hard not to question it. And trust me, I did for months. And I searched for a new job for a while, but I was already showing more and more with each passing week. So the idea of trying to find another job while entering the third trimester was unrealistic in my eyes. Who was going to be hiring someone who was going to be on maternity leave in a few months? And it sucked. It left me feeling stuck and insignificant and helpless for a really long time. Over the next few days and weeks, I remember feeling really empty and lost, not really sure how to spend my time. I wanted to be able to let go and just allow myself to enjoy the last months I had on my own before baby girl joined us, but I couldn't. (laughs) It felt like I was mourning a huge loss. 
At this point in my pregnancy, I had just gotten over the hump of morning sickness, which for me lasted much longer than the first trimester. And I spent most of that time, like most mamas in the first trimester, either sleeping or trying not to throw up. So my experience with motherhood at this point was about 16 weeks of morning sickness, my body becoming more and more unrecognizable, and then I lost my job. And I was only in the second trimester. Basically, I didn't feel like myself at all. So when I lost my job, the morning I felt was about more than just losing my job. It was a loss of identity. And something that was changing more and more the closer I got to meeting Blue and losing my job felt like it just took a huge jump, a huge leap. And it was like a big piece of myself, of who I thought myself to be, was gone. And that morning has been a journey, (laughs) for sure. And truthfully, as much as I want to say I'm over it, I don't think I am yet. And it might be a while before I can fully make peace with it. Even sharing this story with you today, there are parts I know I'm not able to see clearly yet. I still have blocks. Trauma is defined as the response to a deeply distressing or disturbing event that overwhelms an individual's ability to cope, causes feelings of helplessness, diminishes their sense of self, and their ability to feel the full range of emotions and experiences. Even if becoming pregnant wasn't the reason I lost my job, Losing my job while being pregnant was traumatic for me. And because it happened while I was pregnant, the hardest part has been trying to separate the events. And where I've ended up is that I'm not sure if you really can separate them. You know, they were happening at the same time. I was losing one piece of me while gaining another. And it's really hard and maybe not even necessary to try and separate them. Because becoming a mom changes and touches everything, (laughs) at least it has for me. And it certainly changed the way I thought of my job, and work for that matter. You know, my priorities shifted. And although work and being financially independent is still extremely important to me, I also want to enjoy the work I'm doing. And if that work can be directly creating a positive impact in the world too, well then that's my perfect scenario. Especially with how much time work takes away from our families, I want it to be something I love and something that's worth the time away. The last thought I want to share on this is something that still brings me a lot of shame and guilt as a mom. Because of how traumatic that time was for me, there have been moments in the last year where I would wonder if I made a mistake getting pregnant when I did. And I hate that saying that out loud makes me feel like a bad mom, but it does. And I'm not regretting having Blue. Of course not. She's very much wanted and loved in my life. But in the way things went down, the timing of it, which I know originally felt like perfect timing, it was a very conscious decision on my part to start trying. But it ended up taking and changing too many things that I wasn't ready to give up yet. And whenever I've had thoughts like that, I always end up thinking, well, if I didn't get pregnant when I did, Blue wouldn't exist. And I wouldn't want that scenario either. So where I end up often in this internal mental debate is that life happens. And life has trade-offs. And it's real, raw, and unexpected. And it completely knocked me on my ass. 
It's taken me a lot longer than I would like to get back on my feet, and I still feel a bit uneasy and bruised. But what other choice do I have, right? I got too many other blessings in my life to let it keep me down. And truthfully, I think of Blue, and I want to make her proud. And I don't want this loss to define me. I want it to propel me to something bigger and better. I wish I could say confidently that I know the path I'm on is going to lead me to my dreams. But honestly, most days I'm just running on faith and hope that the work I'm doing now will lead to something bigger. I may not know exactly what I'm doing, but I'm starting to feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. You know, right here with you, connecting through motherhood and sharing the good and the bad and taking the next step forward to find more fulfillment and making a positive impact in the world. Before I started this podcast, I started working with a career coach to get clear on what I wanted to do professionally. Blue was about six months old at the time. She had just started sleeping through the night. Naps were short and unpredictable, and she was just starting to crawl, so that meant all hands on deck. In March of this year, 2020, I was in the final stages for two job opportunities, both of which I was really excited about. And then COVID hit, and suddenly... Both opportunities were gone, and I was back where I was a year ago. Feeling extremely frustrated, I turned to a career coach to help me find my next steps forward. And at the time, I felt like every single door I had ever considered was closed. I had dreamed of creating my own thing, not really sure yet what that would look like, but I kept telling myself, it's just not possible. I have no time. I'm so tired all the time just watching Blue. There's just no way. But through our sessions, I realized my passion for helping other mamas. And so I sent a survey out and asked the mamas in my circles for their input and their responses. And those responses were the inspiration for this podcast. And this podcast is just the beginning. In September, I'll be starting my training to become a life and career coach for mamas. Motherhood is such a huge time of transformation, and I am so excited to continue to support mamas to help them achieve the life and career of their dreams. I share this story of losing my job because I know what it's like to feel like you've exhausted all your options, and you want to give up on your dreams. I always wanted a family, but possibly even more important to me was keeping my sense of self, something that felt like it was disappearing in those first six months of motherhood. And life is very different now that Blue is here. My priorities have changed. I've changed. And working with a coach for me has helped me get to know this new me, learn what's really important to me, and then design and execute on actionable steps to get me where I want to be. This podcast would not exist if it weren't for the help of my coach. When I was laid off, I felt like I was going to have to give up on my dreams and settle. Then I had Blue, and I thought I would never find the time for myself and my dreams again. Since working with my coach, I've realized the importance of asking for help, of investing in myself and my dreams, and to make sure I surround myself with the right crew. The first time I thought about being a coach, I was 21 years old, and I had just graduated college, and I remember seeing an article on Marie Forleo and her career as a coach in some random magazine something about that article struck me and I remember turning to my parents telling them I knew what I wanted to do with my life 
And they both kind of responded a little dismissively. And were like, don't you need a little bit more life experience to be a coach? And I've since learned that's not exactly true. But at the time, I believed them. And for the next 10 years, I've had some amazing life experiences. But 10 years later, here I am being called once again to be a coach. Only this time, I know who I want to help. Mamas. And I have the experience to help get them where they want to be. As you're listening to this episode, you are the first to hear of these updates. If you'd like to stay updated and to be the first to know when I'm officially accepting clients, you can visit my website at taylorpangman.com and sign up to be notified. I'll put that link in the show note as well so you can find it easily. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I am so grateful for you, for this community, and to be connected with you in this way. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I look forward to connecting with you again next Friday.